We always have a blast chatting with our guests about all sorts of different topics, but sometimes we go off the rails and dig deeper into their automotive and motorsports pasts. As a bonus, let's go behind the scenes with this pit stop minisode for some extra content that didn't quite fit in the main episode. Sit back, enjoy, and remember to like, subscribe, and support BrakeFix on Patreon. All right. So, all right. So now what we'll do is we'll do this thing called a pit stop where we get to know you a little bit better. We ask you some off the wall questions and maybe elaborate on some of the stories and whatever you want to talk about. So you guys good on that? Yeah. All right. I mean, we can, we can wax. Poetic no, no, this is good. This, this is actually a really, <clears throat> this is a really technical episode. So I like this. So one of the questions I had, and we'll, then we'll get to the, the real fun ones that Brad likes to ask. No. We've mentioned more than once on the drive-through, uh, which is our monthly recap episode about a gentleman in California who has gotten his Jeep stuck on a mountain biking trail. So I didn't know if you had heard about this story. And if you didn't, Brad will elaborate, but I wanted to get your feedback on this particular Jeeper. Do we know this particular Jeeper? We do not, but we oh, okay. talked about him on our news, our, our news like, episode. Like, which one of you two did it? No. <laughs> <laughs> you got the green light to talk bad. It's okay. No, dude, that, that's a constant story, man. These guys go out on those, um, those hill trails and they just... Oh God, they just, just dumb. So this, so this particular gentleman, Brad, do you want to explain in short how this worked? Uh, This idiot went out and basically he took a bike trail instead Mm -hmm. like a hiking trail, bike trail. Yeah. Obviously it's not wide enough for even a side-by-side, let alone a Jeep Wrangler. And you know how those new Wrangler, like the JK owners get, it's like, Oh, I just got myself a Jeep. I can go through anything. Watch this, Mm -hmm. you know, hold my beer kind of stuff. Yeah, four wheel drop, bro. Yeah, four four wheel drop, bro. And he it only got works if all four tires are still touching the ground, though. When you high side the whole vehicle, it don't work. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, so he's on this bike trail, and he gets. To, I don't know if he started early in the morning when it was dark or whatever, but he gets to a point where it's a cliff on either side, and it's about like four feet wide, and his vehicle is sitting at like that 35, 40 degree angle, yeah. about to fall off this cliff, and it's just it's just parked there. He abandoned know, some, it. Somebody spotted it. Eventually, he got like a, a local Jeepers club uh, with the help of a helicopter, went out and they, <laughs> they helped pull the vehicle back. I don't know how the helicopter was involved other than spy photos, but uh, the, the Jeep oh, okay. has been recovered. But, but yeah, it, well, it what, what, the, what would you say? To lift it up and carry it? <laughs> yeah, maybe. Well, that's what I was about to say. If you get if you getting into the game of getting a helicopter to recover you, dude, can you imagine what that's, the bill will be? That's Operation Dumbo Drop territory right there. Dumbo Drop. <laughs> Operation <laughs> Dumbass Drop. Yeah, that's that, that's exactly what I was about to say. <laughs> Operation Dummy. Oh. See, these guys who do this stuff, you can't tell them nothing. You try to, hey man, it's probably not a good idea. No, no, I'll be all right. It'll be all right. I got, I got five hundred pound feet of torquems. All right, torquems. it's like hearse purse. Yeah, <laughs> I got hearse purse. <laughs> all right, bro, you go ahead and do that. So icing on this particular cupcake is that some brilliant individual, and I'm not using sarcasm here, mm-hmm. at Ford offered to go pull them out with a new Bronco. Yeah, how did that go? <laughs> well, he declined the offer, all right? Yeah, I bet he did. <laughs> but can you imagine? That, dude, you the imagine? ball busting will never stop. <laughs> <laughs> 
so that led me into my next question. What do you think about the new Bronco? I love it. I feel so dirty for saying it because I think they kind of, they missed a mark with me with going with an IFS on that thing. That thing is the, literally the size of an F-150 and it's an off-road vehicle and y'all deemed it necessary to put an IFS on there. Now look, I know an IFS can be worked with and can be a decent platform, but something of that caliber should have came with a straight axle. And I can I see it already. Pete, they're going to rip that IFS right the hell out of there. So would you say that's the biggest disappointment or the fact that it's not coming with a V8? No, I thought it was coming with a V8. Negative Ghost Riders. Why did I read that it was a V8 model? It's only EcoBoost? That, that, uh, that, V8, that V8 will be when everybody LS swaps it and puts that solid axle under it. Yeah, exactly. exactly. It, takes a Chevy, it takes a Chevy to make a Ford good. Ooh. Ooh, shots fired. That's fight words. <laughs> Some would say that about a Jeep because I, I've seen a lot of LS Jeeps running around. I mean, the LS is just a great motor. Uh, it, it can either be in a sports car, or you can truck it, or you can buggy it, and it's perfectly happy. It's an all-around all engine. Yeah, I yeah, agree to uh, that. Just it's, one of the greatest motors in history. It is the only thing Chevy got right, but we'll leave that where it stands. Yeah, get your ass down. Sorry, the cat is trying to jump up. On I thought you seat. were talking to Mountain Man. Daniel. I, yeah, I thought you were talking to Daniel. Sorry. <laughs> right. they, got, they got the square body right. Uh, yeah, whatever, whatever dude. Yeah. Whatever. So, but, I, <laughs> but back to the Bronco, I think that's kind of where, who asked me that, Brad, about the technology versus utility. Again, I think Ford struggled. I'm pretty sure the research and development went in there and they were like, oh, let's, what, what, what can we do with a straight axle? I'm sure somebody asked that question, but then a bean counter or some physicist was like, why do we need to do a straight axle? Independent is more controllable on the highway. It rides better on the highway and we can still get a little bit of off-road utility out of it. Well, do you think that was being countered? Do you think that was focus group related for the fact they know it's going to be a lot of like soccer moms? Yeah, I think I think I was wrong in saying <laughs> being counter because honestly, a, a straight axle would have been cheaper to yeah. engineer. I think you're you're not too far off the mark with the being counter because I think oh, the really? Bronco I think the Bronco is actually built on the Ranger chassis, not the F one fifty, and I think that the Ranger is a uh, is an IFS. I don't think the Ranger has a front uh, has a no, side. No, it doesn't. Yeah, but the new oh. Ranger is the size of the old F-150, so it's huge either way. <laughs> yes, yeah, so I've seen a few of those things running around. I can't believe how expensive that truck I is. Drove, I drove one when they debuted. We were down in Texas, and we got an invite to go test drive one. I wrote an article about it. Yeah. And I was it was kind of like the Bronco, where it's like, why does this have a four-cylinder? Like, put a V6 EcoBoost in it I mean, at, that's at a minimum. That's the unfortunate trend because V10s are pretty much gone. Yeah, V12s are pretty much gone in, in certain sports cars. Now V8s are next because well, ice ice motors in general are out the door. Yeah, yeah. Let's, let's just oh, yeah. It, right? pretty, pretty much. Yeah. I think Ford sees that. It's unfortunate, but we're going to have silent cars here within the next 10 years. So, so speaking of silent cars, have you put in your order yet for the new Hummer? Ooh, now that, my friend. <laughs> I touched the nerve, I think. <laughs> I'm sorry. I like that thing. 
I like it. So have you seen the new Hummer EV commercial? Yes, we were talking uh, about it. At Crab Walks, there are guys literally doing that now. They can make their their buggy crab walk and, you know, counter turn to like jump it around a, a boulder. It's like it's crazy. It's crazy. Uh, no. <laughs> so 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 that begs so that <laughs> good lord. So that begs the other question. Well, if he ain't going with the Hummer, are you going to get the Lyric then, the Cadillac? Because that's basically I, the same I, thing. First off, I will never buy another GM vehicle ever again in my life. All because of the GTO, because Pontiac did not stand by that car whatsoever. Because it wasn't a Pontiac. It was a Holden. Unfortunately, they got rid of the best thing they had in their lineup. That and the uh, G8. Which was the HSV. I still don't understand why GM shut down Holden. Made no sense. That was definitely where the bean counters came in. Oh, come on. (laughs) Hold on. I'll call her back. Sorry about that, guys. No worries. Um, GM's dead to me, even though that new Corvette is interesting. I don't know what I, how I feel about the new Corvette. You don't fit if, in. If you're six three huh. and I'm six four, uh, we don't fit. Yeah, you don't even oh, worry dude, about it. You should have seen me get into my buddy's ZR one. Oh, that was a show. <laughs> <laughs> I think getting out would have been even better, dude. I'm up here, like I got like half the parking lot cracking up. Oh, I got in there. I was like, oh, oh, let me turn around. I got to get in ass first. <laughs> and then I bust my ear hitting the uh, that pillar. Didn't know I was bleeding, so I'm bleeding my, my buddy's $100,000 ZR1. And then when I shut the door, dude, I was like, think small. He's 6'4", but fortunately, on the driver's side, they were nice enough to give more space to the driver. But me, I was done, dude. My leg was up against the door. I was smushed, and then I can tell he doesn't know how to drive properly because he's stabbing the gas in <laughs> mid-turn. And the eight, I'm like, oh, God, we about to go into this thing butt first. But anyway. <laughs> so since, since we're talking about new vehicles, what do you think about the Wagoneer, being a Jeep guy? I don't like it. Really? The front end looks like a lit-up chandelier. Like, if I want a chandelier, I'll go put one in my house. I don't need my car looking like a sh- rolling chandelier. I ain't got nothing. I mean, I can't fault that logic. I mean, it just makes sense. Well, I was going to say his uh, his Mercedes doesn't have the lighted three-pointed star on the front. That is you have that option? That is the tackiest nope. Mercedes thing in the world. Nope, uh, because mine is back when they used to make Where men were win. Yeah. <laughs> back when men were men. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah. Back when we were men. <laughs> So let me ask you this. You brought up a story about driving a JL off-road. Do you want to tell that one? Uh, No, I didn't drive it off-road. Oh, okay. Why did – oh, my S8 had to be put in a shop, and I don't remember why. Oh, I do remember why, and this is going to be a good conversation. But anyways, they didn't have any loaners, so they sent me to Enterprise, and they gave me a yellow JL. So big-ass black dude driving a yellow JL. but anyways i was shockingly surprised at how sturdy that thing is because there were things about the jk that annoyed me and i'm like why did they do that why does this feel like this and the jk you know wanted to drift and stuff like that but the, the jl is quiet you don't hear a whole bunch of buffeting anymore in the in the uh roof it's just a well put together vehicle. And then I started looking up under there 
and their control arms are like they would be upgrades for the JK. That's how beefy they are. So what I'm hearing is this is what how it translated into my brain. Fiat got something right. Is that, is that what I heard? Yeah, if you want a really good American car, buy, buy, buy a Italian. Fiat. <laughs> as much as I hate to admit it, I, look, Fiat controls Jeep or, or Chrysler. I get it. It's the best thing that ever happened. Yeah, to yeah I, I think so because okay, you can see where their engineers, <laughs> huh? Hey, be- he said because Hellcat. <laughs> because Hellcat, yeah. <laughs> and what's the new truck? The Raptor Beater. The oh, TR- yeah, yeah. It's TRX. The power wagon. It's, it's like the it's like the, <laughs> yeah, the, the RTX wagon. or something. RTX. Like that. that thing yeah, has seven hundred yeah. horsepower. What for? Awesome. Why? Because Who cares, bro? Oh, I was like that yeah. is the. I'm telling you, I I said this on another episode. When you walk into the Chrysler factory, there's a sign that says. We don't give a shit. Send it. Does it really? I mean, seriously, they don't care. Yeah. So I looked at I looked at the Hellcat. I started gooning over it a couple of years ago. I'm like, the, the white one with the black, black on white. I was like, man, look at that. I ended up getting a Charger as a loaner because my commander was in the shop. And I was actually impressed at how well the Dodge Chargers mannerisms are especially at high speeds like i'm up here doing 90 and it feels like i'm doing 55 i'm telling people to move faster especially as brad would say for being a 400 year old mercedes chassis. hey have you looked at this <laughs> suspension there is nothing american about that suspension on that no not at all i i have not never seen an american car come with what are the three freaking control arms and oh yeah the modular wishbone yeah 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 I told the dealer, I was like, you know what? I want to go look at that Hellcat over there. And then the closer I got to it, my eyes, you know, was analyzing everything. I'm like, does that really say 265.30? And this thing's got 700 horsepower? Dude, I'm going to be ice skating all over the damn place in this thing. And then, but it's Pirelli P0. I don't care if it's Jesus grip. You don't put that kind of tire on 700 horsepower. Are you kidding me? This is a joke, right? And then I'm like, I'm looking at the sticker. Them off-roaders got that Jesus grip. Yeah, yeah, Jesus grip. I'm looking at the sticker. It says 88.5. And I'm like, okay, well, let me sit in it. And then I'm I'm feeling the material. And I'm like, dude, y'all want $80,000 for a souped-up police car. (laughs) Plastic. is for wrong it's wrong how y'all how this interior is and he was like yeah but but the but the screen damn the screen look at this material like i'm feeling all around and i'm like nah this ain't what i want (laughs) so i mean it's a it's a cool car but yeah i'm i'm too hoity-toity now that i'm used to like s8 interior because that's like my benchmark (laughs) basic now that's what what it's all about which actually leads in leads into one of brad's great questions so we'll do it this way we do in the garage we do in the million dollar man which one do you want to do brad uh well we're gonna do them both all right this is the million dollar man question if you had all the money in the world what would you buy a house well a car it has to be a car oh oh (laughs) vehicle vehicle (laughs) Ooh. A house boat. <laughs> oh, house and boat. Okay. Uh, <laughs> I was like, house boat. Wait a minute. 
Ooh, for my car. Mm. All right. So for and you don't you don't have to be able to fit in it. This could just be the car that sits in your garage. Yeah, because you also bought lipo (laughs) and a couple inches shorter. (laughs) Yeah, but if I'm if I'm worth that kind of money, because I can, I'll customize that bad boy. Yeah, you'll pull a shack. Yeah, right head right out the top of the (laughs) room. But I'm happy as hell. (laughs) So Ferrari just released a vehicle that I don't know the name of it. I haven't been keeping up with Ferrari in a long time, but man, the angles on that bad boy and she's red with that orange or yellow uh, Ferrari emblem. You know which one I'm talking about? It's got like the really swoopy headlights. Oh, is that the 812 super fast? I think that's it. It's got the two round lights in the back, like a Ford GT. Yeah, the A12 super fast. Oh, my gosh. That thing is gorgeous. Yeah, I would get that for my truck. (laughs) We're diving right into a three-car garage now. (laughs) Yeah. My truck would be that Chevy – no, the GMC – hold on, guys, because I think I plugged up the wrong charger. My phone – there we go. Well, you said no more GM. No, I'll I'll make an excuse for this one. It's that giant – it looks like a Tonka truck. It's that giant GMC. The Kodiak or the Tonka? Kodiak. Yeah. (laughs) I'm just – I'm taking up four freaking parking spaces. I'm a great asshole, but you can't tell me shit. So you you wouldn't do the six-wheel G-Wagon? Oh, yeah. You wouldn't do the six-wheel G-Wagon pickup? Oh, I got the six-wheel G-Wagon pickup. I saw it was so cute. Hold on. Hold on. That was some trick photography right there, man. That was oh, I, I don't know where it is. It must still be in my car. Dude, this thing had, comes with a front locker, center locker, and a two axles lock. Like, it can crawl. On like, an RC? Really? Yeah. And That's it's got bonkers, man. It's got a high gear and a low gear. Best 1200 bucks I've ever spent. Dang. Yeah. So the million dollar man question leads into our this infamous three car garage. It, it, it's usually on an island or on a racetrack or wherever you want it to be. And there's all these variables involved and people have gotten very creative with their answers. So you kind of gave us two already. Would there be a third vehicle in your three? These are the three cars you would live with the rest of your life. The rest of my life? Man, yeah. what kind of question is that? Yeah, uh, man. If you could only have three cars, that's it. What would they be? Or three vehicles. I mean, you can go back. You can change up your answer because I, I led you into this. You you can change them out now. So what would be in your three-car garage? If it had to be a permanent vehicle, I'm kind of liking that Lucid Sky. Can, Interesting. Can I get my, can I get my updates <laughs> with the Lucid? Do I still know how good your Wi-Fi is? It has to stay in place as is. Because if I can get my updates, I think I can survive. <laughs> You're like, did I get my candy cane OS on this thing? <laughs> Got that fruit ninja. <laughs> I think Tanya, Tanya talked about the Lucid. That's like the, the hot underdog EV right now because it's a bunch of guys from Tesla that got mad and went and started their own thing. Look, so, man, uh, I've been drooling over the Lucid for about a year and a half now, two years, and they're finally about to release it. I think that's going to be a game changer. On t- I mean, Tesla's already adjusting their prices. Yeah. Like, you like you like that Cylon front end? Is yeah, that going I think on? that is. I think that's super dope. I'm finding out that I have a love for any vehicle that has like animated headlights. I love how the Hummer has the charging lights that kind of like 
have the sequential charge on it, kind of like <laughs> charging my phone, I'm charging my Hummer. And they both have the sequential charging. Yeah, light. yeah, that's cool. Do you think off-roading is going to be the last motorsport to go EV? I don't think so. First off, I don't know what Tesla was thinking with the Cybertruck, but I think the Hummer is going to be a good test bid. And I think it's going to be an honest shot at being a smart off-roader. Now, I'm not a big fan of super air suspensions because that's what it has. Like this thing is going to be able to raise the vehicle up 10 inches or something like extract yeah. mode. What the it's hell fun. is that? It will be able to fit 40 inch tires without an upgrade. That's big to me. Oh yeah. What, what vehicle, you know, that can do that. And then you are now effectively getting away from the complexity of axles because it no longer has a center axle it has traction motors so it doesn't need a locking mechanism that can fail on you to actually simulate lock like one motor can literally just walk the vehicle up the hill or whatever wheel has the best traction or they can lock them together without a physical lock like mind blown right now that all comes down to amperage or wattage to each, each yeah. electric motor per wheel. Yeah. So I, also, I think because the electric engines torque, I think off-road, it's going to be great because yeah. climbing some of those, especially the rock crawling guys, you put the gearing down on that low enough mm-hmm. and it's going to be able to pull mountains. Well, they're not even going to be geared. From what I understand, it's just a direct, I could be wrong. I need to do some research, but based on what I saw, I think the rear motors are coupled, but the front motors are individual. I don't know. I, I'd have to do a little bit more re- research on that. But as you know, in the off-road community, somebody eventually, once give it 10 years after they're out, they're going to find ways to put some sort of oh, wheel yeah. reduction in there and stuff like that. Oh, yeah. Like guys do with doublers and things. Oh, yeah. Like a, a portal axle or something. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That'd be cool. So let's flip back to something fun. Sexiest car of all time, in your opinion. I'm going to have to give it up to that. What's that car that just did 331 miles an hour? Oh, yeah. The, the Tuatara. The Tuatara. Dude, they hit all the right angles on that bad boy. The Tuatara. Now, I don't know if you saw my post on Facebook, but I said something hilarious. I was like, I would have I would have shot myself at 268. <laughs> <laughs> I literally would have dropped a dookie right there in the middle of the car. <laughs> Dude, because like just watching how the the line splitter start, it just became one line. Yeah. I'm like, how you realize how fast you're going? Let just a gust of wind, let somebody sneeze across the street. That car is done. And he did 331 miles an hour. Allegedly. Allegedly, we don't. We oh, are it's un, it's un, unverified. Yeah, there's a whole bunch of drama around that too. So Bugatti is still leading. Was out there, Guinness Book of World Records was. Out yeah, there. but they, they said they, they say it was unverified. Correct. They didn't verify it. They had to do it multiple times, and the GPSs that they used were inaccurate, and there's a whole bunch of litany of stuff. So, so they and just got to do it again. And then there's like some people say it, did, it didn't do 300. Some said it did 310. Some just said it 306. It didn't do 330. Okay, you're at all. A idiot if you don't think that car hit, didn't hit 
300. That man went back to the future right there before <laughs> our eyes. And we're up here questioning, oh, he probably didn't do 300. That man went to berserk mode. When you, the lines in the road become a solid line, <laughs> you're going fast. Yeah, no joke. <laughs> so flipping the coin, yeah. ugliest car. Pontiac Aztec. It's such a knee-jerk reaction, man. <laughs> that thing, that and its twin, the Buick Rendezvous. Oh, what were they thinking with that? They but have you seen the off-road version of the Aztec? Well, there was an off-road okay. version of the Aztec? Yes. Okay, so Look, like... Because it had Ripley bottle paneling does not make it an off-road vehicle. <laughs> I actually think that was on the American vehicle. Top Gear that I think Rutledge showed up with it. And he put like some 31s on it that were knobby. And surprisingly, it made it look better. But it's still front-wheel drives. didn't hey. help it at all. Um, <laughs> that just goes to show somebody will buy something. All right, let me, let me ask you one more. All right, if you could have a beer with Clarkson, Hammond, or May, which one would it be and why? Yeah, I don't know if I could take Jeremy Clarkson before I have to punch him in the eye. You wouldn't um, be the first. But he also makes me laugh, so I guess what beer – Okay. <laughs> I like how that's that's the important which beer are we talking about. <laughs> well you gotta it, have a scotch it, it, have to be, it would have to be a pale ale for me, but I don't drink beer anymore. The important part. <laughs> yeah, I don't know which it would have to be some kind of pale ale. Like I can I can drink that and it's strong enough for me to like ignore Jeremy's flaws. <laughs> nice nice i like that that's a good answer that's a good answer but no you know it, it's it's always a good time when we when we get together you know and it's funny because you've come and gone a couple of times from gtm and and you know we've really changed over the years and yeah. you know we started as a bunch of track rats and all that kind of stuff and it wasn't wasn't necessarily for everybody right but i think over the years we've really kind of broadened, we've taken the blinders off, we've broadened our horizons, especially with the, the definition of motorsport. But, you know, you'd be amazed how many guys now are into bikes, how many off-roaders we have, all the different, you know, motorsports disciplines people are bringing to the table and the stuff that we've been just going out of our way to do because, you know, you can only make, let's let's use the joke, you can only make a left turn for so long, right? Uh, before you start to get bored and want to do something else. So, you know, it's been an interesting couple of years, you know, and, and change and development and, and the personalities that come to the table. So, you know, if you ever want to come back for a third or fourth time, <laughs> you're, you, always, you always have a home, you know? <laughs> well, I mean, I, I look at it like this. I never left. I just became inactive and then y'all boot me. <laughs> well, it's just the way we do it every year. Yeah, no. If you don't renew in December, then we just, we flush, we flush, you know, flush the, the, the yeah, you gotta there. Keep yeah, but exactly. I got to tell you, man, I've been a fan of GTM over the years. I mean, I've peeked in here and there. At first, it was a little difficult for me to understand and navigate and try to figure out how the forums work. I remember you talking about doing this kind of stuff way back when we used to work together and then you finally made a website and y'all partnered up with all you guys doing this thing. And it's cool to see that this has uh, evolved into what it is today. I swear to God, I'm actually going to come out and go to one of those meets. I, I really congratulate what you guys are doing. I think y'all are doing something that I haven't seen anybody do really where you guys are tying in all the disciplines 
and becoming like a central point for uh, people to sign up for stuff or expect to show up somewhere at a show, provide people a platform to express themselves mm-hmm. in their experience. I think that's really, really dope. And I, I do enjoy listening to the podcast. I've been oh, good. peeking in on the podcast and stuff like that. I wish I was there for the big man in a little car. I um, know. I know. We'll have to do another one. Yeah, it was a good yeah. episode, man. <laughs> yeah. That was, uh, I enjoyed that one. We're we'll doing off roaders edition. was 6'10 in the, in the pod. 6'8. Six, six, <laughs> oh, I'm like, man, you're just hating life. You can't fit in anything. And uh, you're always welcome to come up to the mountain to try out the logging trails I got up here. Okay. All right. I'll bring her up there. <laughs> Dick and so, Eric, it's always good talking to you, man. A pleasure, my friend. A pleasure. If you like what you've heard and want to learn more about GTM, be sure to check us out on www.gtmotorsports.org. You can also find us on Instagram at Grand Touring Motorsports. Also, if you want to get involved or have suggestions for future shows, you can call or text us at 202 630 1770 or send us an email at crew chief at gtmotorsports.org we'd love to hear from you hey everybody crew chief eric here we really hope you enjoyed this episode of break fix and we wanted to remind you that gtm remains a no annual fees organization and our goal is to continue to bring you quality episodes like this one at no charge As a loyal listener, please consider subscribing to our Patreon for bonus and behind-the-scenes content, extra goodies, and GTM swag. For as little as $2.50 a month, you can keep our developers, writers, editors, casters, and other volunteers fed on their strict diet of Fig Newtons, Gummy Bears, and Monster. Consider signing up for Patreon today at www.patreon.com forward slash GT Motorsports. And remember... Without fans, supporters, and members like you, none of this would be possible.